When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to From Complex to Queens, Home Run Apple Sources Minor League Podcast. I am Steve Seiper, and I'm joined this week by Lucas Vlahos and Thomas Henderson. How are you guys doing today? Doing pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Mets win on Bartolo Day is always good. The Mets won? Yeah, they did. I mean, it's I'm not definitely good that the Mets won. watching and paying attention to every Mets game. <laughs> It's not necessarily good that they won, but it's good that they won on Bartolo Day. Pulling up Tankathon. You Tankathon know. is not loading. Okay. Ah, shit. They're back into seventh. Yeah. Not great. Well, I mean, there's still like two weeks of baseball to go, three weeks, whatever. I have faith in the Mets to do bad. <laughs> that's, how, that's usually something that uh, your faith will be rewarded in, if that's what you're hoping for. No, we know that the Mets are going to pull out like a five-game winning streak like the last week of the season and just miss it by like a game or a game and a half, whatever. Okay, I just pulled it's up Tankathon. Anyway. Yeah, I pulled up Tankathon and did a sim lottery, just clicked sim lottery out of habit. The, the fucking Arizona Diamondbacks at 78 and 72 have moved up 16 spots to first <laughs> overall. <laughs> The Mets uh, picking fourth, so that this actually works. Uh, okay. Meanwhile, the A's drop all the way down to seventh. They get screwed again. 
I'll take four. I will. I will take a fourth round pick. That sounds nice. I mean, take. Any, I'll take any pick in the top six. It doesn't matter. Just exactly. As long as we don't get that uh, ten pick penalty. That's sixteen spot jump for the Diamondbacks. That's wild. <laughs> All right. Um. So promote, extend, trade. And in 1870, on this date, um. Henry Washburn, who was the Surveyor General of Montana, he first observed Old Faithful erupting. And mm-hmm. obviously, Old Faithful, you know, is is always going off the same exact specific times every day. It's very consistent. So what baseball-isms, what, what consistent baseball-isms are we going to promote, extend, or trade? So first we have Cal Ripken Jr. playing 162 games. For three years in a row. It's crazy. Next, we have Adam Dunn hitting exactly 40 home runs four years in a row. And last, we have Chris Davis hitting 247 for exactly four years in a row. It's got to be the average one, right? Because yeah. that's so – it's so easy – to hit 248 <laughs> right i mean i don't know that it's the most it's obviously not the most impressive right because 247 isn't particularly good but it's probably statistically the most mm-hmm. unlikely to exactly hit 247 for four years in a row i agree yeah. with that I mean, 40 homers is 40 homers is very i would say also statistically unlikely like that's just so random that it's 40 not 41 or 42 or 39 because it's all kind of the same thing but the average is just there's so many more at bats every at bat basically matters for Mm -hmm. that where Mm -hmm. a guy hits 40 home run he has 40 home run power you could hit 40 home runs five times in your career and it makes sense because you just that's where your power is but to hit 247 specifically crazy (laughs) specifically not 248 like you said Although Chris Davis might not have been able to hit 248, so. Well, by the end, he couldn't hit anything. He couldn't hit, like, 148, yeah. It, like, makes sure I I hadn't realized this because I forgot the the Adam Dunn one. Uh, It, like, makes your eyes glitch on his fan graphs page. You're like, am I rereading the same year over and over again? (laughs) 40... Adam Dunn's homers by year, uh, 27, 46, 40, 40, 40, 40, 38, 38, 11, 41. Underrated, I think. I feel like Dante Bichette did something like this. Where I he believe had, he did. Like, he had like almost the same stat line back-to-back seasons or something. Let's I'm see. looking it up right now. Uh, because I, I remember this from like all the baseball stuff I used to watch as a kid. I do not recall that one. I think we could all agree that Cal Ripken Jr., while extremely impressive, is the least interesting of the three. Yeah, and also, like, I don't know. You could just be bad and play. Obviously, you won't be bad and play 162 games in a row because they'd stop playing you. But uh, The A's beg to differ, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's just kind of like eh, okay, but for this for the other two it's more. I think there's more of a chance that someone plays 162 games mm-hmm. in back-to-back seasons again mm-hmm. than 
someone hits 40 home runs three years in a row or someone hits 247 three years in a row. You know what I mean? Like Four years. Don't Lindor could play. You're changing those. Yeah. I could see Francisco Lindor doing the 162 because he doesn't take days off. You know? Wait, wait when did his streak stop? Who? Uh, Ripkins, yeah. When did he stop his streak? I want to say 2001, maybe 2002. He only played 86 games in 1999 and only 83 in 2000. Hmm. I'm only bringing this up because I did not realize that he was kind of... Um, middling is too harsh a world. He he was not as good as I thought he was down like the second half of his career. Um, yeah. I thought he was better than that for longer. I mean, he was still a three, three, four win player. It was not, not bad by any means, but he was a below average hitter most seasons after that huge 1991. I don't want to say he's a guy that coasted, but, you know, he was very good early on. And once the streak became a thing mm-hmm. and that, that coincided with, you know, the, the downside of his um career but mm-hmm. you know they're they're not gonna take away from him the chance to set that record you know so no. you just you just deal I with found, it i found the rockies thing that i was talking about okay. Vinny castilla in 1996 and 1997 hit 304 with 40 home runs and 113 rbi in back-to-back seasons that's wild that's crazy that like is crazy. what are the possibilities of like that because to hit 304 in back-to-back seasons, to have 113 RBI in back-to-back seasons is like anything could happen to make it one less or more. For to, to, That's three stats in one. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> he also did it in one less game in 1997. So that's even weirder. Yeah, I mean, those... Because the averages single... are off then, too. Every single at bat counts. Yeah. I would say, okay, so if we took off Cal Ripken Jr. and we put that, who is it, Vinny Castilla? Yeah, Vinny Castilla. I would I would say he would be the most impressive one. Yes. Just because, yes. because it's just to so. Have, to have all of those stats matching. That's crazy. Also, if you want to get peak late 90s baseball, that was a 106 and 109 WRC+. Plus. Peak <laughs> 90s baseball in cores. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, speaking of cores, the run environment in the International League this year is is up there as well. Goofy. Um, yes, it is. But unfortunately, the Syracuse Mets have really not been able to benefit much from that. Um, this week, only Syracuse and Binghamton played because the Brooklyn season unfortunately came to an end on you know literally the last day of the season. And then the St. Lucie Mets were never really in it to begin with from the first day of the season. So only uh, Syracuse and Binghamton. And the Syracuse Mets played the Worcester Red Sox this year, uh, this this week, and they split the series three three piece. So that bumps them to 25 and 41 in the second half, which is just a mere 17 and a half games behind first place, the Durham Bulls. And Syracuse is going to be taking on the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders this upcoming week. Uh, it's going to be their last series of the season. 
Uh, Syracuse does not have a winning record against them. They haven't won a series against Scranton since April. Uh, they lost two other series against them in June and July. So it's not looking good for Syracuse, but maybe they surprise us. Maybe they pull out a rabbit out of a hat and have a miracle the last week of the season. Um, I would take a split season, a split series even, really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't They're think just... that there's a chance that they win. I mean, I think that's also kind of AAA in a nutshell sometimes, where I feel like that's the level that gets asked out the most here in just the minor leagues in general. Because you're calling up guys, and then you're not really replacing them sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they're just kind of in a weird spot developmentally. Yeah, you could you could be calling up whoever it is, and then you just need a body, so you're just throwing yeah. up a guy from Brooklyn like, to St. Lucie. And and not even that, it's like you, you call up uh, Mauricio, and well, obviously this is late in the year, but Beatty and Alvarez and Vientos, and you're replacing them with, like, independent league guys sometimes, and older right vets here. who are, like... Like DJ Stewart types who aren't bad AAA players. It's just that's you know like they they're the ones who your who roster is constantly getting cycled. Right, exactly. I mean he's he's been doing pretty good to his credit, but then again the the league offense is just wacky. But you know yeah. going yeah. from Ronnie Romericio to Jalen Palmer is a little bit of a downgrade. Exactly, and it's it's just a, it's such a weird spot for how trip how the minor leagues works. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and the Binghamton Ronald Ponies now. So they played the Reading Fight and Fills. This is their last regular season uh, series of the season, and they won the series 4-2. So they are ending the 2023 season with a 71-61 and 61 record overall. They went 35-34 and 34 in the first half. They were in first, uh, excuse me, fourth place in the division in the first half. And then in the second half, they went 20, uh, 39 and 27, and they ended second in the division. But since the Somerset Patriots won the division in the first half and the second half, the second-place team advances to the playoffs, and the Rumble Ponies are that second-place team. So the Rumble Ponies will be going to the Eastern League uh, Division Series. Right. I wish I had time. I actually wish I had time to go because I 100% would. Would that That's roster fun. is uh, yeah, fun right now. Really fun roster. Yep, yep. I got tickets to go to Somerset on Thursday. Nice. So hopefully they force. Hopefully there's a game three, and I'll go Friday as well. How long's that drive for you, Steve? Uh. I'm going to be leaving during rush hour, so about, was, about <laughs> not, not a, a little a little over an hour. I was going to say but a no. little over a year and a half, but yeah. okay. I mean, go over the outer bridge. Mm-hmm. There's traffic there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you take, what is it? I think like the Garden No, no, I don't even think it's the Garden State. It's like 287 maybe. You were asking uh, the wrong person. I have not yeah. driven a car consistently since t- in literally a decade. Mm. Well, either way, I mean, you know, it's about about an hour or so with with traffic. Without traffic, maybe like 40 minutes, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. Not too bad either way. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So this week, we are going to basically preview the Binghamton Playoff Series. Um, you know, as, as mentioned, they're going to be playing the Somerset Patriots. The Somerset Patriots are the Yankees AA affiliate. And it's going to be a three-game series to determine who goes on to the Eastern League Championship. Um, during the regular season, the first series that they played uh, against each other back in April, the two teams split it 3-3. The next series was in early May, and Binghamton got crushed. They won one game, and then they lost the rest. Uh, they lost five more. They didn't play each other until mid-July after that, and it was an abbreviated three-game series over the weekend because of the All-Star you know, week uh, break and everything. Uh, but unfortunately, Binghamton lost two of those three as well. And then they had one more series in early August, and they split that one. So all in all, they've played each other four times, three normal week-long series, and then one shortened one. And Binghamton is 8-13 and 13 against the Patriots this year. Um, Somerset won the Eastern League Northeast first half. They had a 42-26 and 26 record. They won the second half with a 40 and 27 record. And the lineup that they have right now is pretty stacked top to bottom. And that's not even including, you know, Jason Dominguez or Everson Perriera, you know, both of whom spent um, considerable time with the Patriots earlier this year. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to use, you know, the numbers because obviously, you know, different outlets are going to rank players in different spots um but basically somerset has like almost 
more than half really of like a Yankees, the typical aggregate, whatever Yankees top prospect list. They have outfielders Spencer Jones and Elijah Dunham, shortstop Trey Sweeney, third baseman Tyler Hardman, uh, catcher Ben Rice, catcher Augustin Ramirez, and then a bunch of pitchers that are in their top prospect list. Chase Hampton, Drew Thorpe, Richard Fitz, Zach Missinger, Matt Sauer, Andres Gomez, Danny Watson. These are all guys that are, you know, top 25, top 30 prospects. Um, you know, I so mean, they won 30. the division twice, right? So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so they have a lot of the Yan- you know, top players in the Yankees system. It's pretty evenly split between pitching and hitting. Um, the Patriots led the Eastern League in offense, um, either, you know, leading every offensive category or being in the top three. They led the league with the lowest ERA, the fewest runs allowed, fewest hits allowed, most strikeouts. So, you know, suffice to say, this is not going to be an easy series here for Binghamton. But with that in mind, and, you know, all of those top prospects and everything that are on the Somerset roster, the Binghamton Rumble Ponies are, I'm not going to say they're stacked, but they do have their fair share of, you know, top prospects in the Met system and just, you know, good organizational guys. So, I mean, I don't think that it's going to necessarily be like a, a one-sided blowout. I mean, I hope I hope not. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll see. So let's talk about the Binghamton pitching situation first. What do you guys what are your thoughts on the on the Binghamton pitching situation? They actually have a pretty interesting rotation, I think. Like, they're uh, a double-A bullpen is a double-A bullpen. Like, uh, Paul Gervais and Dylan T. Breaker there, and, like, that's cool, but I'm never going to Is Mr. Break still hyped. hurt? That's true. Is he still hurt? Gervais, so. has, Gervais has come on strong lately, though. Yes, He's Gervais has been pretty. Uh, but, like, minor league bullpens are minor league bullpens. Um, they did lose a few of their starters overall. Um, guys getting moved up, like Vassal, who started there, who's no longer there. But Dominic Hamill has been great recently. Um, I think he would be their ace, probably their game one pitcher. He pitched Friday, so maybe not, maybe game two. Maybe they have him on for the second game. But he's been great recently. He's really kept down the walks, which, I mean, every single start, it felt like he wasn't really giving up runs, even early in the season. He would pitch, like, three innings and... It would be like one run and three hits or whatever, and then eight walks. <laughs> and yeah. then he's out of the game because his pitch count is too high. That's kind of what it felt like every time. And then he's kind of cut that out, and he's striking more people out as a result, which is always nice. Christian Scott is still there, and he's been good in – he's been pretty good since he got there. 12 starts, has a two four seven ERA, basically the same stuff as he was doing in Brooklyn, which is nice to see. Yoander Suarez has been excellent in Binghamton. Hasn't given up a run in three starts, and threw a no hitter in one of them. It was a seven inning. It was a seven inning no hitter, but still, I'm gonna give it to him. It's a no hitter. <laughs> Blade Tidwell has been really good since he got moved up to Binghamton. Well, not really good that strong, but he's had some good starts in Binghamton. Um, yeah, it's just it's a good rotation, and they could pick they should they could push push some guys to the bullpen if they really want to because. How many games are the series? It's three, three right? right? 
Best of three, yeah. Yeah, so best of three, you don't need all... I named five starters just now. You don't need all of them. So you could push one or two to the bullpen and really cut down some games where if you really want to win these games, you know, you could start... You could have guys go a few innings as a follower almost and do an opener follower thing or have a guy go five innings and have a guy get a four-inning save. Mm-hmm. You could get a little creative with that stuff, and it's still getting length for these pitchers, and they're still, and then they're pitching in a playoff environment, so it's always nice. But mm-hmm. overall, you could, like, you could stack. Uh, I'm trying to think, who you'd want to stack? I'm a little, I'd be a little worried about stacking Tidwell Hamill because if both of their control is off that night, yeah. you're gonna walk seven million guys. And I didn't so, even mention Tyler Stewart, who's also there. Oh shit! I forgot like, about Tyler Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they low-key have a lot of pitching, and it's a lot of interesting pitching. So it's nice. It'll be interesting to see how they how they use that, how they use those chess pieces throughout a playoff series that's only three games. Because obviously, if it was five games, then you're going you're gonna to be using all of them, probably. Or maybe you give one guy off, and if it's seven, then you obviously need to use all of them. But since it's such a small playoff series, I'm curious to see how they do that. Yeah, definitely got to have quick hooks. And they have, but like you said, they have the the depth or whatever that they can. Yeah, and that helps alleviate the bullpen, which is minor league bullpen guys. You know, <laughs> yep. like yeah. it, it's like almost like how people say college kickers, where like you never know what you're gonna get. You really never know what you're gonna get with these bullpen guys. Sometimes they go out and they'll throw like three scoreless innings, and then I'll recap them the next time I'm recapping, and I'm like, oh, god, his ERA has been like a seven over the last week. You know, it's very <laughs> inconsistent. So that'll help with that. Yeah, no, that's a, a that's a, a good point about it being a, a short series, and all of those pitchers, you know, you had the Hamels, the Tidwells, the Scotts, Stewarts, uh, Suarez's, is, is, is <laughs> there's like on any given night, these guys can just go off and have like a really dominant game. Yeah. So in in like a short span, like I don't want to say Mets might have an advantage there, but. Those are all guys that, you know, if if Tidwells is on, you know, he, he could throw six scoreless innings with nine, ten strikeouts, and you're not going to be like, wow, where did that come from? And then you mm-hmm. put in Suarez to pitch the last three, and it's like, well, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... Mm-hmm. And, and on the other end, the Yankees could do that. Well, the the, the Patriots could do that, too, with, um like, Drew Thorpe has been excellent. Yeah. And his changeup is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's striking everybody out, so... It'll Thorpe's, be a fun pitching series. Thorpe's probably a top fifty prospect at this point. I think so. Like yeah. the the Mets, the, the, we're going to talk. We talked all this about the Mets pitching. They're probably going to be at a disadvantage in Game One. I agree. Almost, yeah. Uh, uh, but I think after that, you could, you should. It could be a push, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm less knowledgeable about Somerset's bullpen. So, I they're the Yankees, so I assume they have more interesting bullpen guys than the Mets because the organizational history there but uh um that should be should be fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right so it's about pretty even with the pitching what do you guys think how the two offenses compare like where where would you say binghamton's offense is right now i think binghamton has far and away the better offense at this point in the season mm-hmm. um i agree I mean, let's just run down their lineup from last night as a starting point. Uh, rehabbing Luis Guillorme is playing short. I don't know if he's going to be there, but whatever. Uh, Luis Angel Acuna at second. Jet Williams at center. Drew Gilbert in right. Kevin Parada catching. 
also Hidden Sanger. Jeremiah Jackson bouncing around. Um, He's been killing the ball, too. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. I do not think... Let, let, let's start with the guys at the top, right? Like, Jet Williams and Drew Gilbert are probably... I don't think probably are going to be top 50 prospects this offseason. Might even be higher than that. And both are, I mean, if you believe in, in haters being hot in baseball, both of them are fairly hot at the moment. I mean, Jet's been scorching over the second half wherever he's been. And Gilbert, since his elbow and the other nagging injury that is slipping my mind at the moment, uh, since that's gotten right, he's clearly looked like the prospect we saw at the end of last season where uh, he was getting uh, touted as one of the steals of, of the draft. Um, those two alone, I think, are are quite clearly better than any hitter Somerset has on their roster at this point. I think you also can say the same thing about Luis and Helicuna, who we've alluded to plenty of times that Thomas and I are not as big of fans of, of Acuna as consensus or, or other people, but he's still a top 75 type prospect. Oh, yeah. Like that's better again than most of what's left on this Somerset roster. Like the summer, like Spencer Jones is really, really good. Let, let's be clear. Um, he's a better hitter than, than Acuna. He might be a better present hitter than Gilbert or Williams. You could call it a push, but, but after that, things really thin out. Uh, on the Somerset side, Augustin Ramirez is is, is intriguing. Um, I but I wouldn't care. put him at there. I wouldn't put him at no, no, at I would level. not. Like the, the the Mets have three clear top hundred guys and another, I mean, whatever you want to call Parada at this point. Like he's definitely been disappointing, but I almost trust him to have like what's the word professional at bats just given his 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 history i don't maybe that's being too complimentary of him and jeremiah jackson who i don't think is a prospect of any note because the dude could power a wind farm um (laughs) is a good double a hitter uh and he bats seventh for them I, i i think there's a clear advantage on the position player side for for the mets here um I wish Matt Rudick was still in this lineup because Matt Rudick batting leadoff in front of yeah. Acuna, Williams, and Gilbert, that'd be fun as hell. Mm-hmm. We never heard what happened with, with Rudick, right? He just kind of... Disappeared, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, don't, I can't even recall what the initial injury was. I know he got in like one or two rehab games and then disappeared again, which is remember. disappointing. Yeah. Um, we haven't talked about all about like the complimentary pieces. Like Rowdy Jordan is nice organizational piece Alan Thomas is is there like I I don't have strong opinions on these guys or JT Swartz or like who, you said like you said with Jeremiah Jackson yes, a JT Schwartz a JT Schwartz or you know Rowdy Jordan those are good double a hitter maybe not good but those are solid double a players yeah they, they don't have a lot of when you even when you go through a one through nine they're not all top prospects but all those dudes could like play baseball at the double a level at a good rate like rowdy jordan could go off and hit and go three for four and i wouldn't be surprised i'm never surprised if he's going to have a good game at double a you know nope. that doesn't mean he's going to be a major league player he might at there he has the skill set to do so but while he's not as big of a prospect as jet williams that doesn't mean he can't go steal two bases and hit a home run in a game you know right yeah i was about to say that the 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 rumble pony roster has the offense has a lot of like pesky kind of hitters there's a lot of speed a lot of the guys that can 
steal bases and and I feel like Acuna is like that all the time. It's so funny. They're I feel all like just every... trying to be Matt Rudick and failing, you know. Can't, <laughs> can't capture the elite talent. I mean, uh, JT Swartz is not that kind of hitter, and he had, but he has a 126 way to runs created plus in Double A. Exactly, and that stuff is that lengthens your lineup. It's in the, in the same way. It's different and similar to the major league level where. Not every most of the time one through nine is not not all going to be stars. But if your eight hitter is does good things and gets on base and is around league average or a little above, then you're chilling. You're fine. They have the double A equivalent of Mark Canna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't mean that he's going to be Mark Canna in the future. But no, yeah, no, right. I'm not. None of these dudes are going to be Mark Canna. Mark Canna's had a very nice career. But if Mark Canna is your set, if you have two Mark Canna's as your seventh and eighth hitters. You're in a you're in a nice spot. Your lineup's in a good spot, and that's yeah, where like, this double A lineup is. I really think they could go on an actual run, just because I feel like that offense could just power them through games sometimes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty. You sure. have enough guys that could single handedly turn the tide of a game. If Jet Williams has a game, like a game that that he we've seen him do in the past, you know, if if Gilbert has a game that we know he can do if Jeremiah Jackson just decides to hit two home runs because he can, you know. Like, and sometimes Acuna is going to get on base three times and steal six bases or whatever. Because he's, <laughs> right, like, right. he's like crazy fast, you know, and he that's it feels like every day he gets on base and steals a base. It's because he could do stuff like that. And that's when you just add all that stuff together. It's dangerous for a playoff team. I've got. If they're not going to promote. Brandon McIlwain, can we send him back to Double A for the playoffs? <laughs> he would be a nice guy to have on that roster. Right, but at because the same time, he didn't exactly hit too well in Binghamton, so. Yeah, but I think he's a better player than some. Like, I, I really, I don't remember who the other consistent outfielder they've had is, right? But presumably, Guillaume is not going to be here, so you're going to play Jed at short, uh, Acuna at second. Just send, hey, Mac, hey Brandon, uh, AAA season's over. We want to get you a little bit more run. You're going back to Binghamton for uh, three games. Have fun. They've been playing like Ryland Thomas and stuff. I, I wouldn't mind stacking the deck, but I don't know how frowned upon that is. Also, can we appreciate Jet Williams just getting called up to AA at like 19 and being fine? If yeah. Good. Let's, let's do a Jet Williams stat line update. That's anecdotal. I do not. I have not looked up his stats. I feel like he's been good though. Uh, it is. It's good. Striking out a lot. Two seventy eight, three sixty four, three thirty three. That's a ninety eight way to runs creative plus. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take that. But four fifty five BABIP, O sixty eight ISO, and thirty six percent strikeouts. Now this is in five games, so close mm, to meaningless. Yeah. But but still, like what you want to, if you get called up, that's fine. Like at the end of the season after he's been at a million levels this year, you know? Well, the dude's mm-hmm. probably beyond gassed at this point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was he was still lighting the world on fire like uh, two weeks ago, whatever, in the final days of his Brooklyn uh, tenure. So for those of you who have forgotten already, 299, 451, 567 with more walks than strikeouts and seven homers and 12 steals in 36 games at Brooklyn. That's a 176 weighted runs created plus. That will play. <laughs> that is yeah, why but... he is a borderline, you know, top 25 ish kind of prospect. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, like the high end exit velos still aren't there. The swings pretty I, well. I just don't think that's going to be his game. No. I just and you could live with that without it. And at the major league level, you don't have to do that. He could be good in other ways. Yep. He, he and he's his swing is already set up to be the rare, but I feel like we're seeing it more often these days. But the game power graded higher than raw power because he has good bat to ball and his swing mm-hmm. is optimized to launch the ball. Yeah. So Jet Williams is good is what we're saying. Um, he this is, lineup is. is good. This lineup is very fun. I wish I was not dying at work because I would play hooky and go up to Binghamton or at least watch it at home. I will try to watch it at home if I can, just to see what I would very, I'd be very interested to see how these guys look against Drew Thorpe. That's a legitimately uh, yeah. interesting, both in terms of the playoff matchup and in, uh, I don't like I don't like the idea of basing evaluations off single game looks in any context, but that's an interesting bit of information to see how they look against a presumably major league caliber changeup, which Thorpe has. That mm-hmm. thing is crazy. <laughs> yeah, so game one is Tuesday um, in Binghamton. Then game two is on Thursday the 21st in Somerset. And then, if necessary, Game 3 is going to be on Friday the 22nd, again, in Somerset. And then whoever uh, whoever wins this goes on to the uh, Eastern League Championship Series. Um, what's the other matchup? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for right now. Let's see. Standings. So, in the Eastern League Southwest... It is going to be the Erie Seawolves, who won the first half, playing the Richmond Flying Squirrels, who won the second half. Mm, okay. I don't know who either of these teams are affiliated uh, with. Erie is Tigers. Detroit, yeah, and Richmond is San Francisco. Those are the two best teams? Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Detroit, despite rebuilding, does not have a great farm system. Most of their best players are well. I guess they could have won the first half when Colt Keith was still in double. He was there. He was okay. There. Yeah. I don't know if they. I know nothing about how they've been in the second half. The Giants. Yeah, I don't really know who's there for them. Like I'm trying to think. I can't think of who would be there. They had Wade Meckler for a minute. I think Wizenhunt made it there before he got hurt. I mean the Giant, but the Giants are a competent enough organization that I bet they have a lot of interesting MLB quality depth guys at Double A because they're like they're they're good at this, right? They're good at just churning these guys up, even if they don't have the high end prospects. Detroit, those we I would not have guessed, Erie. Yep. All right. Well, um, go ponies, I guess. Yeah. Did did we uh? Did we discuss the other happening that was not related to Binghamton? Does it involve a former future, well, a, a current former current, former Met? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Lucas, would you like to address that? Yeah, uh, Anthony Kay's back apparently. <laughs> That's fun. Yes. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I got to recap his first appearance. He struck out three and one in the third innings. It's pretty good. It's fate. He's a reliever now. 
honestly, it's not a it's it's a little funny because like the Mets Dave Hatem and everything, but it's a fine claim. I would make that claim. There's no reason not to. How did he wind up on the Cubs? Is my question. Because they, they tra- traded was, him. Well, no, I think the Mets traded. traded him to the Blue Jays. Yeah, and the Stroman do. Right, right, Stroman. How did how did the Cubs get him? I don't even know. Um, I don't know. I feel like I've been vindicated on with most of what I've said about Anthony Kay. So, uh, <laughs> he's he's not a bad wa- like that context aside. He's not a bad waiver claim. It's like there's some interesting stuff here. He's you always want to be churning these guys and seeing what you can crank out. Maybe you hold on to him this offseason and send him to the pitching lab. I, I don't know. I've not followed Anthony K closely enough to know whether there's what the underlying traits are. It's fine. The clubs, uh, the Cubs claimed him on waivers after he was DFA'd. Man, that's so he's been passed the, around a little bit. Yeah. The Blue Jays got K and Simeon Woods Richardson trade. Simeon Twitch Richardson and Austin Martin for Jose Barrios and let K go. It's a weird series of trades. Yeah. Um, we'll see how K is this go around, I guess. All I'll say is uh, the Mets have since not drafted a low upside and also injured so he can't move fast college pitcher since. And I'm glad to see that. Yeah. Um, Maybe not the best kind of players to grab. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, if you're going to grab someone whose value is moving fast, maybe make sure they can actually move fast. Just just the thought. All right. Um, if anyone has any questions, comments, whatever, you can send us an email at our email address from complex to queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and shoot us questions there. I am at Steve Seiper. Lucas is at Elvlahos343. Ken is at KenLavin91. And Thomas is at SadMetSeason, S-Z-N. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from, rate and review. And, of course, we thank you for listening. And we are Patreon-based, so if you do like our podcast or any of the other ones that are in the Homer and Apple Network, you can subscribe for just $5 a month. We'll be back next week. So, until then... Love the Mets. Love the Mets.